Okay, here we go. The Ben and Maggie Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch your radio the dial. The Ben and Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last goals. <laughs> Smitty, Mikey, hey, just remind me to talk about the Indian and the Rentham Outlet Mall. It's unfucking believable. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. Aha. Hey, Mikey, I want to remind you about that uh, voice memo. Yeah. The, the Indian guy you picked you don't, up. You don't have to now. Rent the mall. Uh, I, a smarter man than both of us just reminded me already. Oh. <laughs> uh, episode 154 is here. Hey, we don't edit. We don't censor. Yep. We don't show prep. We don't even bathe. Along with U.S. Navy veteran and great American Bill Smith. Go Navy. I'm waiting for the sound effect there. Bill Smith. My name is Bill Smith, and here's where I live. Bill Smith has gained a reputation as the George Martin of podcast production. (laughs) And Ben Kitchen, the co-host of the critically acclaimed radio broadcast Mark and Kitchen on WEEI-FM, Providence, Saturday mornings who's gained a reputation himself as the Ricky Martin of podcasts because he's living the Vita Loca and his career is, you know, waning. No, and I'm I used kidding. to be in Menudo. Soon it'll Was be... Ricky Martin in Menudo? Mm-hmm. It'll be bitching with Kitchen soon. He, that's what it should be. Yeah. Ricky, Ricky Martin was in Menudo? What, for like one Menudo? <laughs> By the way, you know how you say minute in Spanish? Do you know how you say minute? I, I think I know what it is, but what's your version? Minuto. Minuto. Let's see. No. See. You know how to say you know how you say hour in Spanish? Hora. Hora. When you ask somebody that speaks Spanish what time is it, you say que hora es? At what hour is it? Que hora es? Remember that, Ben. In Portuguese, it's que hora sao. And I'm Mike go. Adams, former sports talk host, uh, DJ three-time Emmy Award-winning TV sports anchor. God damn it! Car salesman, father of four, and TSMA, the smartest man alive. I put, <laughs> notice I put that last. I don't want people thinking I'm bragging about being the smartest man alive. By the I way, like how your career went from people listen to you in their car to now people listen to you in your car. <laughs> yeah. See? See? Yeah. That's actually quite clever of yeah. you. That's why. That's why you don't need even need that Mark Dondero guy. You could do that by yourself. Easy. Does he listen? Yeah. To the podcast. Yeah. Hey, hey, Marky boy. Hey, uh, hey. What are you doing <laughs> down there, uh, Darrow? Uh, anyway, we're brought to you by <laughs> Leonard that? Leonard Hair Transplant Associates. What are you laughing at? You. I haven't done any jokes yet. Jokes. Brought to you by Leonard Hair Transplant Associates. Dr. Matthew Lepresti and Dr. Robert Leonard, the greatest in the field of permanent hair restoration, and you can take it from me. Call 1-800-GET-HAIR for a free consultation, or just call 1-800-GET-HAIR just to talk. They don't mind talk, just talking to you on the phone. How you doing? They have one of they have five New England offices, and uh, I, now I've asked Bill Smith, the, uh, the George Martin of podcasts, to drop in any sound effects that he deems appropriate at any given time. Really it's his way of editorializing. See? Oh. By the way, I want to promote our other po- podcast. It's like a, a spinoff, I guess. Right, 15 Minutes of Shame. That's it. It's doing very well. And I hope you enjoy your 15 Minutes of Shame. 
Yeah. Okay, take it away. Yeah, and you can get that on the same places you get the all wherever you. Where, they always say it. Wherever you get your your podcast, <laughs> that is correct. Fifteen minutes, and it's guess what? It's fifteen minutes long. I some of the greatest things I've ever done in my life for fifteen minutes long. <laughs> And I, and I could give you the names of people to ask about that, but that wouldn't be fair to them. Now, uh, God, I got a million things to do. You know, I thought maybe later, in a, maybe in a little bit, we can call Bill Bill Lee because there's some baseball issues I got to ask, ask oh. him about. But before we get into that, mm. let me light this. What is it, Mike? I'm oh, kidding. he's lighting his farts again. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I <laughs> <laughs> You know, I never really got that down, Pat. I, I had a friend, Dave Columber, who could light. He was like the world champion of lighting farts. <laughs> Big fat guy. He was like 350 pounds, and he was hilarious person. But he was totally fearless when it came to lighting his own farts. He didn't care who was in the room. Kind of like that scene from Dumb and Dumber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is hilarious. Now, he would... He'd go, oh, give me the matches, quick. And he, you know, he's, he, he felt one coming on. And since he was so fat, and he'd hold the match down there, you know, near his butt. And because the, he was so fat, the, the fart would run down his leg oh. as opposed to just straight out. I see. So it would be like this, like, a, like an explosion <laughs> down his pant leg. I, I can't. I, I, you really need to see the visuals. Did you ever see the asshole who uh, he was with he his was friends? So good at it. Oh, they were so gross. They were standing in front of a garage and they were lighting off bottle rockets. Yeah. So one guy pulls down his pants, yeah, right. lays on his back, sticks the bottle rocket, the the the, the, the with the uh, what's that called, the stick. Yeah. In his asshole, and the guy lights it, and it didn't take off as was expected. No. That poor kid, man. No. Changed his whole life. Yeah. That's right. Now he needs a special seat. Oh, no matter what he does, he needs the special cushioned seat to, the, uh, to the, the puffy donut. All right, so uh, I guess I should first uh, tell the story of the the, uh, the Indian at the mall. I had two, story time. I had two incidents, actually. What mall was this? It, this was, well, I, rent them I, outlets? I picked up this guy at the train station with his wife, and he was Indian, you know, from India. Nice guy. Very, very talkative and friendly guy. I pick him up with his wife and I said, where are you going? This was on Black Friday. Oh, Jesus. He says, to the Rentham Outlets. Mm -hmm. I said, no, no, no. You, no, you're not. Seriously. You're not going there. He goes, yes, we're going there. And I said, oh, wait, wait a minute. You really don't want to go there. It's, it's a zoo. It's a zoo on Black Friday. Yeah, that's what they, they, they took a train from Boston to Franklin to be near the Rentham. And then they were going to get a lift ride. To the mall from Franklin at the train station. And then reverse the procedure. Right. Yeah. So I get in the car, and I, I press the button on the, on the app from Lyft driving, and it says, six miles, 37 minutes. <laughs> I said, this is not good. Oh, God. I said, you know, I can tell by this that we're going to hit a lot of red, which means, you know, you're going to be slow. So we get on the highway, 495 South, and for a mile before the exit... To the Rentham Outlets for a mile. The right lane was bumper to bumper oh. people. Like the breakdown lane, they were just all trying to get to the same exit. To the exit. Yeah. Now I'm thinking, okay, I could get in the line and wait 37 minutes, or I could be an asshole and pass them all and pretend I'm stupid and go all the way down toward the front of the line and go, oh, sorry, I didn't know the and cut in. Yeah, which is what I did. You're that guy. Guess what? Yeah. It still took me 27 minutes to get to the exit. 
because it was so backed up. And then when you get to take a right off that mall, at mall exit, you got to go up the hill, down the, to the red light, take a right. Cops are, you know, directing traffic. <laughs> Question. Yeah. Hold on before you continue. So they were all in the breakdown lane waiting to hit that exit? Yes. So you were in the far right lane passing them? No, I was in the... Uh, Regardless, you were in a designated lane to pass them? Yes. You did nothing wrong. Well, they were in the that, breakdown lane ex- the whole time. Except that they all hated my guts and gave me Who? and the Indian couple the finger. Who you were, you cares? Cutting in line, right? Who cares? Yep. So, you drove anyway. legally, they did not. Well, okay, so, but I cut the line. It's like the people coming across the border and then the other people that are applying for citizenship in the United States, by the law, they, they're cutting the line ahead of them, right? I don't like people no, that's cut the lines. Wrong, that's the wrong way. You're setting yourself up for, for shaming. I didn't, I didn't even like myself for doing it, but oh. you know what? I had no choice. Oh. I had no choice. You think I want to sit there in 30 seconds? Now... The guy was a nice guy, but he was ju- just talking and talking. He was oh, asking really? me millions of questions about me and what do you do. And I said, I'm a Lyft driver. No. <laughs> but it, so then you get up inside the mall, and there's two lanes of, of, of going all the way around the parking lot. And that's a big parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. Two lanes going all the way around it, and it's bumper to bumper, and you're going like every five, you're going five feet every minute, maybe, you know. And there's then you no- get and you get inside the parking lot, and there's no parking spaces, so people are circling around, so you get stuck. Well, you're in that. not parking, right? No, I'm dropping off, but still, I had to deal with all those people. Yeah. They're circling around, circling the wagons. So that was a nightmare. That was a nightmare. I, I felt like telling them, you know, can't you just get out, walk up the hill? <laughs> <laughs> Just walk up. There. Five stars. Do please. me a favor, you know. But I, I do have a, a perfect lift rating, 5.0. Nice. Well, I'm it's guessing this guy gave you a giant tip. Not so, not so much. Huh. I, I don't even want to discuss that part because I'm not in it for the money. I don't do lift driving for the money. That's right. You are independently I do it for wealthy. the recognition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want that trophy from my from my uh, mantelpiece that says. Best goddamn lift driver in America. That's what I want. I just like that. And I'm going to get it, too, no matter what. I you believe know, you. I have to steal it. So it, <laughs> the other thing was that I, f- I felt really bad for this lady. The next day, I'm so driving. Saturday. Saturday. I'm driving my son to work uh, at the market basket. And uh, the, the thing goes off. You know, oh, okay, someone needs a ride. So I pull up to, to the hospital. This is in Milford. And... Uh, this poor, I could see her through the window of the emergency room sitting in a wheelchair. This poor lady, she looked really, really sick and old and decrepit. And, uh, but she didn't come out. So I said, Man, I guess I got to go in and get the, that's not part of my job to go in the building and say, okay, where's my, so I go in, well, I could tell it was her. lift driver. And I could tell it was her. Ask her if she needed a lift. And the guy inside's like, the guy that's supposed to be bringing her out, the attendant there at the emergency room, he, he was like, you know, oblivious. I said, is this lady waiting for, he goes, oh, oh yeah, oh, who jumps, all of a sudden jumps into action. Pushes her outside, helps her get into my car. Just pushed her outside. She was get a, out. really a mess, you know. And uh, I said, so where are we going? I look at the thing, and it says, it says one stop, and it's like a mile away. So I say, okay. Uh, she she was going to the CVS to get her her medicine, mm-hmm. but she goes, but I don't know if my medicine's ready yet. So maybe you could just take me home. I said, well, there's no other address on here except the CVS. <laughs> she says, well, could you just take me home? Oh, okay, now I'm driving for free. Yep. 
because it's not on the app. Yeah, and, you know, I've already got paid for the one mile. Now she got to go five miles to her house. You're doing a poor old lady a favor. <laughs> so I said to her, I said, you know, you really got to put two stops. She goes, well, I didn't do it. This company, CCA, did it. They're, they they arrange for medical trips for people who are, oh, so they didn't put in your second address. So what, what was I supposed to if, if I didn't know better, I would drop dropped her at CVS. And drove away. And driven away. She <laughs> wouldn't have had a ride from there to her house, and her medicine wouldn't have been ready, and she'd be standing in the cold. I, I didn't get it. So I said, well, you got the number for these CCA people? She said, yeah. Um, I, and she fumbled around. She got me the number. I yeah. called them. Yeah. I said, you know, you suck. <laughs> people suck. <laughs> this poor lady, she can't get home. I'm driving her for nothing. You know, for free, which I'm happy to do, except that you people, it's your job to get her. And I'm, I'm yelling at her. So the lady, I said, you know, honestly, you said whoever's doing this is handling it shittily. That's what I said to her. Oh. Shittily. It's not even a word. Oh, it is now. She says, if you're going to talk to me like that, well, I'm going to end this conversation. So I said, fuck you. <laughs> and I hung up. <laughs> Good for you. I mean, I didn't want to deal with it. But the poor lady, I felt so bad for her. Anyway. God, these stories are so sad from the lifter riders, aren't they? I picked up a meth. Still do it. I picked up a meth guy that was getting out of uh, rehab, and he was <laughs> he was going to his house after being finishing his rehab for meth addiction. I drove him for like thirty minutes to his house. He didn't shut up one second. He kept talking, and I thought. He's not done with men. No. <laughs> but I, I pray that he is. And guess where Mikey dropped him off? Weston. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. So, $3 million. I, just, I took him to a friend of mine. I know that guy has stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. Anyway, so that, those are my two sad live stories. And again, people got to know this, okay? Because I don't do this for the money. <laughs> Unless there's a bonus involved. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and then I can be late for anything else on my agenda. That's my different. Schedule. Yeah. That's, today. That's what happened. <laughs> so now, yeah. uh, I want to say this about the Patriots. You know, I think we should call Bill Lee. Well, let's call him in a minute here because I got some baseball things for him. Okay. His, you know, he's, a, he's a guy that actually played the game mm-hmm. professionally. Yeah, it's a real ba- baseball player. 100, 119 Major League wins. Fenway Park. Yeah. Which is precisely 119 more wins than I had in the big leagues. How about you guys? Uh, yeah, just about the same. Yep. You you yeah. you didn't beat anybody. No, you guys. You mean who'd you ever beat? <laughs> no. <Nobody. laughs> yeah, what about you? You always say that. What do you? Who'd you ever pitch against? Mm-hmm. Um, but the Patriots. You know I love Bill Belichick. Everybody says, "Oh, but he's such a jerk." He's not a jerk at all. He's the best coach in the history. He's God. Yep. He's God you when just, it comes to coaches. You've said that before. Yeah, and 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 Gad Brady is Jesus. All right, then. right. Uh, Brady Brady left though. You know he went to somewhere else to be Jesus, but that's okay. The they're eight and four now. They've won six in a row, and they've won them convincingly. And they've done it with a rookie quarterback who never played in the National Football League. And yeah, he lost four games out of his first six. He's making his way through the the weeds, trying to figure out what's going on. They've won six in a row. They have the best record in the whole conference. Mm. It's it's remarkable, and. Uh, that for that reason, the first snow of the year, I am building a Bill Belichick snowman statue in my front yard, and then I'm going to glaze it over, freeze it, and make sure it stays there for the longest time because he is the greatest coach that ever lived. You're going to take pictures of this so we can see it. Yeah, I did one. Uh, I did a large uh, scale snow uh, snow sculpture of a penis at my high school. 
got suspended for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, it, it was okay until I used the uh, the food coloring to, to to make veins in it and stuff like that. <laughs> they they didn't really care or know what I was doing until I put the, the veins. Oh my god! Was <laughs> okay. it circumcised? <laughs> of course. I swear, Damn I'm it! Put a snuffleupagus out there with people and say, "What's that? <laughs> What's that? An anteater? <laughs> What's he doing an anteater for?" <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so an update on the radio market, uh, the, the Boston radio market. I know people that are listening in Hartford maybe don't know about the radio stations in, in Boston, but you may have heard that uh, Dale Arnold was replaced by Andy Gresh. It was like yeah. eight months ago, wasn't it? Or yeah. Was it a year ago, maybe? Yeah, maybe about a year ago, yeah. Eight, nine months ago. He's on the Raking 180 diet, Andy Gresh, who used to be a giant, big, packed load of, you know, Humanism. He even admits it himself. He was a p- giant fat porker. But I got to tell you, he still sounds fat. I listened to him, you know, for like before, as a, and all the time it takes me to reach the button, I hear him and I go, he still sounds fat, even though Awaken 180 says he's lost 100 pounds. Well, maybe, you know, he's got that voice of his. That it's the same voice he had when he was a large man. Yeah. Only your first impression of him with that voice was when he was a large man. Right. So now that he's a small right. man, right. but he still has the voice. Well, it's like, I think when I hear him talk, I think, you know, if Puss could talk, that's what it would sound like. <laughs> oh to be fair, Awaken 180 never claims that your voice will no longer sound like a fat guy's voice. I think there's fat on his vocal cords. Because when he opens his mouth, he goes, <laughs> like a big fat tub of shit. No, but he's that, not, though. That was Jerry Lewis just then. <laughs> I never heard Gresh sound like Jerry Lewis. No, you're right. Come on. Glavin. Um Anyway, I want to say that about the Patriots uh, because they're uh, they're pretty uh, unbelievable. Oh, the other thing. You know what? Let's get let's get Bill Lee on the phone because I got right. baseball <laughs> stuff I, I got to deal with. Don't forget, everybody. Well, well, Bill's well, Bill's calling Bill. Let's uh, let's give another promotion to fifteen. Calling minutes, Bill Lee. Fifteen. Home. <laughs> fifteen minutes of fa- shame. We've had five episodes so far, and they've increased. Each one has increased in downloads. Yes, they have. Big time, huh? Big time. See, people like shame. We're up to double figures now. Woohoo! People like shame in one form or another. They don't like it centered on themselves, but they love to dish it out. Hello? Bill Spaceman Lee. Hello, boys. We're live on the podcast right now. We are recording. That means you can't fucking swear. <laughs> I'll make sure I don't fucking swear. <laughs> the spaceman in Craftsbury, Vermont. How you doing, brother? I am fine. I am home. I've been uh, driving on the uh, the old Interstate 81 on the spine of the Appalachian Mountains to avoid tolls, traffic, and terrorism. All that you can avoid all that on one road. It's a productive. On oh, one road, you come you come up out of. Out of the south, and you take 77, just north of Charlotte, and it runs into 81, and 81 runs the spine of the Appalachians. The Blue Ridge Parkway crushes the, uh, let's see, what's that river there? The New River, and then the uh, the beautiful Shenandoah. You cross it three times, and you head on down to the most conquered city in North America, Winchester, Virginia. It traded hands seven times during the Civil War. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking John Denver song. Sounds like a house I used oh, to own. Yeah, that's me. Everything's poetry to me. I I drive the back road so I never get weighed. 
You know, give me weed, whites, and wine, and show me a sign. I'll be willing to be moving. <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember what Raditz used to say. He'd say he'd come in. And, he'd come in on a radio show in the morning. He'd look at me. He'd go, Jesus Christ. He'd say, You couldn't get laid in a women's prison with a handful of pardons. <laughs> yeah, we've had days like that. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So how's Diana? How's everybody? How you doing? Good. We made it. We made it. We made it. Good. Yeah, we're still alive. Uh, I played a week in Arizona. I blew a quad, strained my Achilles, came back the first week and in Florida, and uh, got it to the playoff game. And then the second playoff game, I went for a pop fly behind the mound. I jammed a guy and turned and ran Uh-oh. up over that hill and. When I got to the crest of the hill where the rubber was, I blew my gastrocnemius. What is and, that? Uh, I said, that's a really hard one to sell. To say, is there another muscle near there? And he goes, soleus. I said, I'll go with soleus instead of gastrocnemius. Yes. That sounds like something in, in your maybe in your bowels, gastrocnemius. No, it's where your two muscles in your calf combine and go into your... Uh, Go into your Achilles tendon, oh. and it's called your second heart because it pumps the blood from your legs back up to your uh, in uh, your venous return, so it cleans the blood. So this is, this is, this that's is what a, it does. And the, you know, the one thing about Spaceman is he, hey, you know, he yeah. has an anatomy background. He also, uh, if you could hear. Should should have been an atlas. <laughs> you know every road. I remember in Florida, you're down there. You say, "Oh yeah, I got to go over to Plantsville or something." What is it, what was it called? Oh, that's Plant City. That's uh, Plant- the old Cincinnati Reds where yeah. they raise strawberries in March. Yeah, I remember the time you and I were playing golf down there in Florida. We hit the golf balls out of uh, off the off the the fairway into the orange grove, and then we <laughs> we pulled the cart over there. We sat there like. Screw it. We let everybody play through. We sat there, you, me, and, and two other guys eating oranges for like an hour. Right off the I trees. Know. Old Dodger Town. Old Dodger Town has, uh, you get your grapefruits right there, and that's where Drysdale and, and Colfax used to swim in that giant Olympic-sized swimming pool that they built for them. Uh, what a great, I mean, that's what spring training was all about back in the old days. Not what they got now, or they don't get play. You never see them. Yeah, everybody's on the back forty. That's right. You know, uh, you're on a pitch count. Spring training is not like it used to be. No, it's that. not, and it's the allure of it for the you know the old folks down there in, in Florida. They used to have a lot of fun. My dad used to go and watch the games all the time, and you'd see everybody play at least three innings minimum. You know, in the old yeah. days, now yeah. you see one at bat and they're out. You know, it's terrible. You're right. It's not the same. It's all. Done in uh, back in video studios, and you study this and you study that, and uh, you know you work out people they they can't communicate. You talk to their agents. The game has really uh, gone downhill. Now, did you? Uh, I have a th- I have an issue, a baseball issue. I have several baseball issues, and we got to take them one at a time. Because, do you, are you aware of how many uh, complete games you might have had in the big leagues? I think I completed. 73 out of 223 starts or something like that. 72. 72. Wow. 72 complete games. And now and you had 10 shutouts. Okay, so here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. This is what makes me sick about baseball right now. Uh-huh. The active leader in the major leagues uh, of all the active pitchers has 27 complete games. And that's uh, Adam Wainwright from St. Wow. Louis. Scherzer is... Uh, uh, on the list also, along with him, uh, are, is like Verlander, you know. But 27 
is the complete games. Now, you know, you when we, we went to dinner with Fergie that night, he was telling us how he had 30 in 1971. So he had more in in one season than the the current active pitcher in the big leagues has in his entire fucking career. Wow. Your thoughts on that, Mr. 72 complete games? Wow, they just don't make them like they used to. You know, it's uh, rubbing the dirt. You don't play with your face. Stan Williams, when I got my teeth knocked out. It's guys, I mean, you know, like the bloody sock. What a big deal that is. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I cut myself shaving worse than he hurt his ankle. You know, it's like, God damn it. These guys, and they make them out to be tough. I broke two fingers, got stabbed with a beer bottle, and threw a complete game for the Russians down in Arizona one day, 13 hours later. Wow. <laughs> See, that, that, all right, now here's a, here, this is a killer stat. You ready? Now, we just <laughs> talked about, uh, about Max Scherzer getting $43 million a year with his new contract with the New York Mets. Now, uh, take a guess at how many uh, complete games – he has in his entire career. Wow. 14 years. He's, he's pitched 14 years. How many? Scherzer's pitched 14 years? Yeah. He's 37. How many, how many complete games? 12. Exactly 12. <laughs> what a guess. Oh, what a guess. 12 complete <laughs> games. Okay, now. Well, I had one in, one in, one in 13. I wasn't going any so, in So, Billy had 72 complete games in 225 starts. Max Scherzer has 12 complete games in 398 starts. Right, and 14 years. Now, here's the killer about that. You, he's got as many complete games, uh, as rather, Scherzer has as many complete games as you had, almost you had shutouts. Well, what, I mean, it's like I, people don't finish what they started anymore, and it makes me sick. And people are, are on me on Twitter. I, I wrote about it. I, I wrote this as, as a tweet. People say, oh, well, times are different now. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah, no, no one shit. You got 86 people in severe care in, in, in a place that has 80% inoculation, uh, you know, and people are getting sick again. I don't think we're out of this pandemic yet. I came home and everybody's scared to death. Yeah, yeah. I go, what the hell? I'm going to get a booster shot and I'm going to go down and get my ankle. I take the boot off and I got a great physiotherapist down here named Peter. Uh, and he, uh, he'll he get me back on the mound. Uh, I got to be back on the mound on January 6th. So I'm looking forward Where's to that. Where's that, down Florida? In Florida, I'm doing with the women's professional league is blending with all the women that play hardball. So I'm going to go down and look at all these beautiful women play baseball. And nice. Hopefully, hopefully I'll get a complete game out of one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, she lets you slide home. That's one thing. But you know, I got to tell you that you were the first person I ever heard talk about what would be okay for women to play baseball. And I think you said something like, "Well, I don't care if she's a woman as long as she can go from first to third on a single to right." Yeah, you know? usually their butts are so big it takes them out into left center field. But you know, you can't say that on the air. Right. No, well, you you can't know. Hey, but just to finish up on on Scherzer, Mark Twain said. Mark Twain said, after seventy, you can say anything you want. <laughs> um, here's the, so just to finish up on Scherzer because I thought David Price pissed me off. He's got nice eyes though. He's got. A, he's like he looks like a, one of those those dogs. Those. Uh, 
Uh, what, the Alaskan dog. Oh, yeah, the Malamute. Eskimo dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah Husky Malamute. He, he's got yeah. one eye that's blue and one eye that's brown. Heterochromia. You know, uh, yeah, he sang that song. You can't hit him, you know. I had a cockeyed pitcher up in Canada like that. He always looked like he was going to first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing is, he sang that song, Don't, Don't It Make My Brown Eye Blue by Crystal Gale. <laughs> uh, but Scherzer, he's going to make $43 million. Now, I, I just went over the this is uh, that's two uh, 1.4 million I'm sorry that's two point no yeah 1.4 million dollars built per start that's no yeah because 30 uh, th- 43 million divided by 30 starts which is what he averages and he only averages six innings so that's two hundred thirty thousand dollars he gets per inning which amounts to twenty thousand dollars per pitch no doesn't that make you sick? Oh my God! I'm just getting. It's weird. That's. I remember Clements when they asked me when he heard he was making five thousand dollars a pitch, and I said, "He said, what would you do?" And I said, "I'd go three and two on every hitter." Exactly. <laughs> 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 you were getting for a pitch. So he, Scherzer made that, and Baseball references claiming that Bill yeah. Lee made eighty grand in 1975. Is that about right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Hey, we. Uh, we are definitely in tall doo-doo. I mean, I found out that only 2% of Nigerians are vaccinated. 2%? 2%. Oh, why, are you planning a trip there? Are you go- no, 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 no. I Trust me. They got that. They, they, Canada just banned all flights from South Africa. Mm-hmm. They just, I mean, here I am on the border. I've got a Canadian wife. I want to go up there. You know, it, uh, it's it's weird that uh, this we got such a fragile economy. It's fragile. It's fragile, and uh, yeah. but the people that make money are making money, and the people that ain't are scared to death. I know, and I and I know which group of that I'm in. I, I happen <laughs> now. I want. I got a couple of old baseball stories. So, if you want to care to comment on any of these, I called. Yes. I called these off the internet because I thought they were just re- remarkable. Um, Back in, in 1884, the Providence Grays were led by their second-year ace, Charlie, Charlie Sweeney. Now, notably, on June 7th, Sweeney set a major league record that held strong for 102 years when he struck out 19 batters in a single game. Now, again, this is 1884. As the season went on, Sweeney started to lose control of his life. He would show up to the games inebriated and <laughs> stopped listening to his manager's decisions. And during one game, Sweeney's manager attempted to pull him from the game with the threat of a $50 fine if he didn't comply, Sweeney responded by walking off the field and into the stands where he sat and watched the remainder of the game. <laughs> now, here's what's killer about this. The, the replacement for Sweeney, who was their best pitcher, was a guy named Old Hoss Radborn. <laughs> oh, he is a 57 wins. He, it was a two-man rotation they had, I guess. I don't know. Now... That means that they had 43 games left, and guess what? Old Hoss Radborn pitched 40 out of the 43 games that were left. Uh, He proceeded to win 36 out of the 40 games. He threw 678 innings. Uh, Wilbur Wood would roll over, uh, and uh, that's three times the amount that Justin Verlander had when he led the league in innings pitched three years ago. (laughs) 678 wow. innings. Now, as a guy who's pitched a million innings, what do you think of old horse, old Hoss Radborn? 
Well, they, they interviewed him, and they said, what does it take? I said, it must be tough to go out there and throw 40 games. He says, it doesn't compare anything to getting up at 4 in the morning and killing cattle with a sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> and he might have had a good point with that. I tell you, the guy was tough as nails, fell in love with a, a girl that ran a, a brothel somewhere in Providence, ran off with her and died of syphilis, I think, about oh, in somewhere in Indiana. Seriously? The guy was amazing. You know, who was the first black ball player ever to play in the major leagues? Uh, well, he, he was, played for the Providence Grays. Uh, yeah, oh, it was, that, that was way before uh, Jackie Robinson, right? His name was White, okay? He played for the Grays. He's, he was black, and he went to Brown University. <laughs> it's, it's a rainbow. It's a... He, had it, he had it covered, man. All right. Now, here's my second baseball story. You've got to be familiar with this. All right. Albert Bell, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Joey Bell? Joey Bell was his first name. What happened was he had never hit above 290, and he all of a sudden in 1995 or six was I don't remember which one. 90, Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. He started hitting the shit out of the ball, and uh, Gene Lamont got a tip that Albert Bell was using a corked bat. Lamont then challenged Bell's bat during the first inning of their matchup with the Indians, and the crew chief, Dave Phillips, confiscated the bat, locked it in the umpire's dressing room until an examination could be done. Now, knowing how important Bell was to the team, the Indians devised a plan. 25-year-old middle relief pitcher Jason Grimsley uh, would access the umpire's dressing room by removing panels in the false ceiling, climbing up through the crawl space with a flashlight in his mouth, swap out Bell's bat for a non-corked model. The only problem was that every single one of Albert Bell's bats was corked. <laughs> so Grimsley was forced to take teammate Paul Sorrento's bat as a replacement. He said that's why they didn't get away with it, because it wasn't Albert Bell's bat, for God's sake. Now, wow. he got busted for that, and uh, the, the giveaway being Paul Sorrento's signature stamp on it, and, and Bell got a seven-game suspension. Corked bats. Uh, besides Norm Cash, who can you think of? Sammy Sosa. Oh, hell, Nettles. His Sosa's famously exploded on the yeah, field. Right. I think, yeah, he's the one who got jammed, and I, instead of running to first, he ran out to try and pick up all the damn balls that were <laughs> running around. Yeah, there were a lot of guys using cork bats back then. Put super balls in them. they they do anything. They found out that it didn't do any difference. It was just psychological. I got to do a commercial here for Dr. Robert Leonard. Now, Bill, you have a beautiful long head of white hair. Uh, you've never needed any hair replacement. I, of course, famously had the bald spot on the back of my head. My monk look deleted by Dr. Robert Leonard and uh, Dr. Matthew Lepresti, now the head surgeon there at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates. I would invite all my balding friends, if you want to keep your hair and not be bald, you know, you, would you rather look like Bill Lee's head of hair or would you rather look like Harmon Killebrews? That's my question. <laughs> Uh, call 1-800-GET-HAIR and make a no-obligation appointment to get uh, yours uh, a consultation with the Masters of per Permanent Hair Restoration at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates with offices in Newton, Warwick, Braintree, Boston, and Salem, New Hampshire. And you tell them Mikey sent you and tell them I said, Happy New Year uh, and thanks for, uh, for debalding me. Did you send the cake That's yet? That's right. I didn't. Don't blame it on your father. It came from your mother's side of the generation. That's right. My mother's father was bald, and my father's had a, my father had hair like you—white hair, big, big shock of white hair. 
Yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah, it's a recessive female gene. I don't know what it's all about, but, you know, I remember Tom Bergmeier said it was a, it's a, it's a solar panel for a sex machine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still working. <laughs> Especially along the, the, uh, the, uh, the what's, that, what's that Concord City? What was that one uh, you said you went to, the Virginia? Oh, God, yeah. I was on Interstate 81. I, I went all the way up from Pulaski. You know, I stayed in Christianburg, and, uh, you know, I stayed there. And then I went all the way up a little further and stayed in Scranton on the 81. And uh, you turn up, and uh, you get to Binghamton. I went back roads on the Susquehanna, and that turns into 88, goes northeast, no traffic. <laughs> and you end up in Albany, and then... Uh, you shoot up through the Green Mountains, and uh, next thing you know, you're in Craftsbury. Back home again. I'm going to bring my friend up there. He wants to meet you. He's, he lives in um, Sunapee, New Hampshire, Peckerhead. He, he okay. said, "He said, let's go up to Billy's house, and I want to meet this guy." I said, "You do want to meet him?" And so he, and that's not far from you. You know, Sunapee, New Hampshire. No, no, no. Sunapee's about two hours. Well, I'm going to do my Joe Castiglione song and finish up, so I want to say happy... Uh, by, by the way, you, uh, uh, December 27th is your birthday. 28. 28th. What am I saying? December tw- 26th. El Dia de los Innocentes, the day of the innocence. And you're going to be 70, uh, don't tell me, uh, six. Three quarters of a thousand, of a hundred. Seventy-five. Oh, oh, 75. See, I'm only off by one, you know, one date on both Doesn't sides. Doesn't matter. Doesn't Some matter. friend you are. 75 this year, playing age, and, uh, you know, I only got three days when I'm not 76. So January 1st, <laughs> I turned 76 baseball like a racehorse. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> you know, the, the funny thing is, though, most people, you're pitching, you know, you're still pitching. Uh, most people at your age, you know, they, they have a hard time taking a piss, you know? <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you what. Use that thing or you're going to lose it, you know. You, you want to air out that prostate, then buy yourself some of that cheap Viagra. <laughs> Spaceman, it's good to talk to you, my friend. I'm glad you're home safely. Okay. Love you guys. Take, take care. Bye-bye. Take care, pal. The great Bill Lee, the spaceman, 12-5 and five lifetime against the Yankees. I told you what happened when I had him and Boughton on my radio show on EEI. Jim Boughton, he wrote the, maybe the biggest, the greatest book about inside a baseball locker room. Second greatest book might be The Wrong Stuff by Bill Lee. They had them both on the same radio show at the same time. And I was ribbing uh, Jim Boughton about how Bill Lee was 12-5 and five against the Yankees. And Bill and uh, Boughton looks at me and goes, you know, I think I was 12-5 and five against the Red Sox. I said, no, you, come on. Hey, he just made that up. The late Jim Boughton. I looked it up on Retrosheet.org. Uh-oh. 12-5. and five. See, these guys remember. He was 12-5 and five against the Red Sox. And Bill Lee was twelve and five against the Yankees, and I'm they're in the same room. That's twenty four and ten against their hated opposition. It was a great night for me too. It was a great show. I don't whatever happened. I think J Pod deleted the show, so I was going to try to <laughs> I was going to tweet it out or something, but I couldn't. Um, don't forget to listen to. Uh, I mean, I was going to talk about some other things, but I'll save them for the fifteen minutes of shame. Wow. You know, I mean, might as well, right? We got time for a song, Joe and Jerry. Joe? Jerry? Right here. I'm here too, Joe. I'll go first. Your mama don't dance, and your daddy don't rock and roll. Your mama don't dance, and your daddy don't rock and roll, Joe. 
When evening rolls around, it's time to go to town. Where do you go? To rock and roll. The old folks say you gotta end your day by 10. If you're out on a date and you bring it home late, it's a sin, Joe. Just ain't no excuse, and you know you're gonna lose and never win. I'll say it again. And it's all because your mama don't dance, your daddy don't rock and roll. Your mama don't dance, and your daddy don't rock and roll. When evening rolls around and it's time to go to town, where do you go? The rock and roll shows. Hey, speaking of Shaw's, Joe, have you checked out their specials this week? Actually, no, Troop, I haven't. They got pork loin center cut chops, $1.77 a pound. Don't forget the pork Boston butt roast. That's only $1.77 as well. Don't forget the Dole salad blends, Joe. Signature Farms snacking tomatoes, two for five bucks at Shaw's. And those little oranges, my favorite, cuties. I love those. On sale this week at Shaw's. You pulled into a drive-in to find a place to park. You hop into the back seat where you know it's nice and dark. You're just about to move. You're thinking it's a breeze. There's a light in your eye. The guy says, out of the car, long hair to me. You're coming with me. The local police. And it's all because your mama don't dance and your daddy don't rock and roll. Your mama don't dance. Your daddy don't rock and roll, true. When the evening rolls around and it's time to go to town, where do you go? To rock and roll. Where do you go? To rock and roll. Where do you go? To rock and roll. Down. Down. Down.